It's that time again. Time for your more than jibba jabber podcast. Let's go! With your hosts, JJ. What's up, man? Christine. Go, girl. JD and Shama. Hi, fellas. Spreading knowledge to help overcome the fears of our time. Yeah, these guys really know what they're talking about, so listen, y'all. It's time to start the podcast. Fasten your seatbelts, folks. You're listening to More Than Jibber Jabba. This week's episode of More Than Jibber Jabber. Welcome, everybody. We've got a good crowd here in the live call so far. And I anticipate more people showing up. Could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Anyway, just want to say hello to everybody uh, that's listening to the recording and that's on the live call. We appreciate y'all coming out and listening to us and hearing what we uh, think about things. And as usual, I got Sis here. She's away from basically things right now but she can still say hi can you say hi sis can you say hi sis of course i can <laughs> uh and jd is with us as always and of course alan a man of few words who hopefully is going to increase the number of words that he uses how you guys doing this week what's happening doing good thanks go for it alan hit it howdy 200, 250 words. Count them. All right, so 249. It's been a long night for 250 words. I tell you what, Alan, you must be like an expert at Twitter because you're only allowed so many characters. Right, right. He never, he never does like a part two. I never go over the first one because I've never been on there. Yeah. One out of one. Send. What were y'all talking about the uh, thing when I come in there? The uh, Jordan or somebody. Well, we're kind of like talking about yeah. how how we got to the point where we're at, you know, I mean, and and sis was bringing up this this thing at Mount Sinai that's been happening with the was it government leaders. I haven't really looked into it that much, but she's been looking into it more than I have. But basically, the conversation was like, how, how did we get to the point that even people that believe in the system think that it's out of hand and they got to do something to make the system work better and have smaller limited government instead of big government like what's been led up to and the point that i was kind of trying to make is the reason that we have this out of hand thing that even people that believe in that system are saying something's wrong with is because through history of the United States government and America in general, the people have called for it. They've they've asked for this implementation of big government. They've so, asked for a representation. Right. Well, we have, you know, collectively. Right. Maybe not us on the call, but prior we did, or I did anyway. Yeah. But kind of what the point that I was making though, JD, was like about the 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 way that current healthcare system is in the shambles that it's in and what sis was talking about how all that stuff really came about is because people actually called for it they they 
they begged for that for government to get involved in some way and and come in and fix it mm -hmm. and we all know you put government in charge of a desert in five years there'll be a shortage of sand so government just did what it does which is screw everything yep. up so that's kind of what we were talking about alan this is christine with more than jibber jabber please excuse the interruption i just want to say if you have any questions you can email jj at more than jibber jabber dot xyz you can find us on facebook and leave a comment hashtag show question with your question and we will answer it on the podcast or as soon as possible you can also join us at natural law wisdom on telegram as well thank you now back to the show hey sis yeah you not feeling well no it's from yelling at the dogs while the the pigs were getting out it's just the the vocal cords are recovering you can talk softly <laughs> i'm talking normal yeah. <laughs> well i'm just curious because you know we talked about the sinai thing along with that rabbi right that's what brought all that up i think there's something to it along with that red, red heifer issue you have too many things that are lining up, man. I don't know what's going on over there, but I agree. Maybe they're getting ready to try to pull some stuff. When aren't they trying to pull some stuff? Yeah, but I mean, really, 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 really big stuff, like biblical stuff. Right. I'm in agreement. You want to play that clip again? Yeah, we can play it. It's up to you, my little finger friend. You. All right. <laughs> Here we go. There's a very, very solid idea in, in the Old yes. Testament that I think took people, God only knows how long to figure out that if you confuse the notion of sovereign sovereignty with the current sovereign, then your culture immediately degenerated into a totalitarian state and turned to stone. And that was deadly. Then you were slaves. And then the thing was going to collapse as well. Like no matter how big and grandiose, as soon as the ruler became the concrete incarnation of the ideal. There was no distinction between the man and the divine notion of the ideal. Then the society was doomed. I think that's true. It's as simple as that. And, and, and I think we saw more than enough evidence of that in the 20th century. And we're certainly seeing the same thing repeating itself. Now, when the ruler becomes the ideal, the state turns into the biblical Egypt. And the biblical Egypt is the archetypal tyranny. And we lose it. Or is that the end of the clip? Yeah, that's just the end of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just stops there. Well, he's just getting started, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, well, I'd say it's a really good, it's a really good reference. I think he makes a good point in that. I'd like to to hear that full speech to really know what the overall point he's making is. I agree with what he's saying in that clip is the fact that yeah, you know, I wrote that article, Sovereign Not I, that's on the website. I just I don't see myself as being sovereign. You know, and the whole idea that all men and and women are somehow equally sovereign i kind of lose on because that that make that's that idea leads to the idea that we're all gods of our own right and that's just not true i can't make the blood pump through my body or cause my lungs to convert oxygen into energy and everything else that my body needs i, I didn't create that so there's no way i can be sovereign it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me how people can make that leap unless they have this belief in some way that, that I see as being completely skewed that they are somehow the supreme power. Yeah, I mean, I think people have just skewed 
gotten the word skewed, you know, and used it to try to relate to, you know, how they are relative to another man or woman. Yeah. Too big of a, it's, it's a bigger word than that. Go right to Webster's. Well, right. It's a supreme being. Supreme it's power. a supreme of whatever. It means it, the end all be all. It's, it, yeah, it's what the, the definition of Webster's It's supreme, superior to said. all others. Right. So superior mm -hmm. to every, every other every other thing yeah sorry but didn't he say people confuse sovereignty with a sovereign yes mm -hmm. okay that's so he's not what he's saying is people are taking what sovereignty is which is the creator they're transposing it onto a governmental leader or themselves is more literally what he's saying yeah or themselves. no that's not what he's saying no, <laughs> it's but nothing to do jj with and i are saying that other I, people yeah, i know but let's can, stick to the let's stick to the cut because that's cut. why i posted it <laughs> yeah there's no reason to take it down i mean you can loosely say that because if any leader thinks there are a god or a demigod of any kind, then that's us. I mean, I get that part. But the whole point of what he was saying is people are putting that belief into leaders, well, and then that automatically takes the government and turn. Like, if people didn't have this kind of worshipful attitude or idolatrous kind of attitude toward government, it wouldn't, it couldn't possibly be as powerful as it is because nobody would. Everybody would know any leader that came in and tried to rule is a bad leader. Right. But at, throughout history, though, you you have every government, especially monarchical governments, especially that, that come in and they try to establish their legitimacy by saying that they're ordained by God. And that in itself lends to that same confusion of blurring the lines between the sovereign and sovereignty. I agree with him, and that's what I was, that was the point that was made. I do agree with that point, because if honestly look at everything, probably even before the establishment of the, the Roman Church, or the Catholic Church, but especially since then, every government's been formed since the establishment of the Catholic Church, they've all said, oh, well, we're ordained by God to to rule, to lead, to do this or that or the other thing. Again, they don't they don't specify which God. Right. If I may, yep. governments have always, since the foundation of mankind, since Cain and Nimrod and Babylon and all the way up, they've always justified what they do by saying that they were ordained by God, thereby usurping the position. So the Vatican is merely the current first place trophy holder as it were you know it used to be babylon and then it was the sumerians and then it was or sumerians and then the babylonians and then you know the code of Hammurabi comes up from babylon goes up through all the different empires until it ends up at the vatican and they just fine-tune it so it's still the same power the mystery babylon it's that same power coming up all the way through and it's always been the replacement of god right Right. And it is ambiguous. He has many names. He has this, this, and this. So that's why the first, you know, people look at you kind of crazy if you tell them this. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and the so help me God thing is like, well, which God? Because <laughs> if you're telling me to swear by any other God than mine, I can't do that. And mine tells me not to swear by him, so I can't do that. And I know that works because I did it exactly what I told him when I went to federal court. So it's always been a usurpation. And the problem is the people build these people up and these institutions and they make them 
cohabitable with the creator. And that's just not true. Hey, Sean. They did it in Egypt. They've done it throughout history. What, buddy? Do you think, because that must have been in very early part of the um, the hearing. Was that part of the um, the flipping? Huh? You know what the flipping is? You know, like a flipping. Some people what use the call the flipping. Flipping the court. Was that, uh, you think that's when it, it began to flip? Right there, when you when you told him that, you and you were like, "No, I can't." Oh, do that. okay. I didn't know what you were talking. I didn't know what court you were talking about. Yeah, I know it did. That, that was all after I, it kind of settled in my head. I like I said, man, I did I did several things correct, and then I did some things incorrect. My paperwork was a little goofy at first, and then I kind of just I don't know between. Uh, I mean, JC helped me look at the notice of appearance thing differently. So he helped me on that. Carl had taught me about the claim, but I didn't understand what I was saying. I didn't understand that and what it truly meant. It didn't resonate proper. So when I got into the deposition is when it was it was leaving that marshal's office, man. Everything, everything switched at that moment. Right. I was kind of referring more to like for them, for them to recognize. Oh, I, can't, I can't speak to that. I don't right. know. They, they, that was never expressed by them. It could have been a multitude of reasons. Right. A handful of things all beginning to come combine. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I can attest to was the very agent that was trying to do his thing called and told me he thought I was a pretty good guy trying to make the world a better place and to have a happy Father's Day. So I don't know why that happened because he's pretty, you know, he's pretty into his job, you know. Yeah. He believes in what he's doing. Yeah. Um, And for some reason. I don't I don't know that answer. It must have been all of those things. It could have just been as simple as I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. It's baffled me quite a bit mm-hmm. in in my own mind because it was it was obviously something going on outside of me. Mm-hmm. I've always attributed anything that came good out of that to Yahweh. I mean, that doesn't mean that we don't face trials again or things do we have to go through. To temper us, I suppose. I was just reading a verse about that today or yesterday. I don't remember the verse, but it just basically talks about you're going to be purged because that strengthens you, basically, is the implication. So I imagine anybody's really seeking truth or the way or whatever. It's not easy. So who knows? But yeah, it did flip at that point, if you want to call it that. Right. So essentially, then you become a vessel, like a pass through for for that. Well, I mean, I think that's what we are anyway. I think we are vessels. Well, until until like in the in the clip with Peterson there, he's talking about the stone, right? And then the man becomes the ideal, becomes the image, right? Maybe he turns and calcifies and then tries to capture and be instead of passing it through. So maybe a lot of people begin with the with the intention, you know, the right intention, but then maybe the power calcifies them. I don't know. I'm just trying to conceptualize the. No, I mean, I I agree with you. I mean, I, it's you can't. It's a hard thing to say. My wife and I were talking about a mutual friend of ours who's involved in government work, and by all outward appearances, man, he's a great dude, good dad, all those things. But the reality is, is he is still supporting a mindset and a belief that dominates oppresses an entire species and i don't know how to marry that 
you know, I guess we're all messed up in our own way. But do you, does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? Like he's a good dude, man. He well, would. That's- that's he would help you, but he is still a part of a system that is dead set on destroying God. Well, you're you're talking about the veil. I mean, he's he's not able to recognize that, and we and you're saying that we don't you don't understand or you don't know how to carry that to somebody. Well, right? I'm saying I you know what I'm I was answering you. I was agreeing with you. Right. I was trying to put it in more of a visual though, like that guy got it yeah. thinks what he's doing is correct. Got it. Yeah. But. And this is the but when someone comes to you with something, okay, whatever that something is, and we all do it, but you have a duty, I think, to yourself and the person talking to you. It's like, you know, we all talk about God helping us, man. I wonder how many times he sent somebody to tell us something that we didn't hear or we didn't want to hear it because we'd have to change something or we'd have to do something. I think there's some responsibility in that rejection, I think. It's like uh, I took a bunch on read the paperwork years ago i had like four pages of court decisions and supreme court rulings and i mean even in their world it was pretty locked tight about how it wasn't necessary unless you were involved in a commercial activity to have a driver's license and here's why and here's what this is defined as and here's the court cases and here's this man i gave that to a couple of the guys down there talked to the chief and his dad i didn't know this at the time his dad was a judge in another county And he took that information to his dad. You know what his dad told him? Oh, that's just crazy sovereign citizen stuff, man. They're just wrong. They're just looking at it wrong. Now, he was willing to destroy his entire generation, his son, his grandchildren, and his grandchildren's children. You understand? For his power. That's how And that was the expressive moment of of doing all of that work in one one pass-off. Like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he decimated generations. Not only that, but through perpetrating the lie, he's he's damning himself. And I, see, that's what brings me back to the woe unto you lawyers, you scribes, you Pharisees, you teachers of the law. Mm-hmm. Christ had the problem with the people in power because they were misusing it and they were, to justify it, they were adding their own traditions and stuff in. At least that's how I look at it. Their laws, their traditions, beliefs. You had other beliefs coming in, other gods, other peoples. They were all getting opinions. I mean, who knows? I'm just kind of speculating. But however it went down, they were shutting heaven off to everybody around them and not entering themselves, even though they knew better. And I just thought that sounded strikingly familiar to today. So they, you know, I'm sure there's some people in there that do believe it. But what do you do when you look at somebody and say, look, I don't want to. I don't wish to do that. I don't wish to eat that. Or I I do wish to drink this. I mean, everybody has opinions about all kinds of things. And just because you get a bunch of people together, you know what I mean? Like, as long as you're not out there forcing your stuff on people or causing harm or trespassing, what does it matter? what you do now obviously if you breach the peace or something or you do wrong you should be brought under control because you've lost self-governance right exactly otherwise you wouldn't have done that wrong or you would have made that wrong right so what happens when they're just keep perpetrating that you know and they and you go and you try to tell them and they don't care like they just reject it man everybody knows if you can't do what you wish you're not free i don't want tater tots tough you're eating tater tots well i mean it's just like kemp called me from the jail again from the 
federal thing. You know, he's asking me what they're going to do and what he should do and this and this. And it's like, man, you're just going to have to go in there and stand on what you want to be and who you want to be. And I just don't understand why it's a crime that if you don't believe like everybody else did or does, that somehow you're wrong. Technically, all you did was pull over and take a nap and it's turned into all this. It's just uh, crazy. It's what it is. With that guy, I mean, they think they're doing right. I was a cop for a, quite a while or long enough. I thought I was doing right. I mean, I actually thank God for the position. Think about that. Gives you perspective. Gives me some perspective for sure. I wasn't evil. I was going to church. I talked about God all the time. So uh, it's a hard thing, man, because those people are decent people, a lot of them, and they just think they're doing right. I do think the people at the top know better. I think they kind of have to. I don't know how they could manage that system without knowing both sides of it. Sometimes they honor it. It's hard to, I don't know. But that belief that they have the much as much power as they do is the problem. These people do idolize these leaders and make them rulers and gods. There's a book. I never read it, but it was called The Cult of the Presidency. It was right around, it's probably around somewhere around 2000 to 2002 or so. Just the preface was kind of talking about people lift these presidents up and they just follow them around, do whatever they're told. They don't question it. And then when the chips fall, they figure out they did wrong, you know? What I was saying earlier, Sean, about the Constitution is like people, you know, the patriots still have, they had that idolatrous stance towards the Constitution. They put the Constitution in the same position as what you're saying. You know, instead of a leader, they put that there. JJ here, pardon the interruption. If this is the first time you're hearing our podcast and like what we're talking about, I'm inviting you to visit our website, morethanjabberjabber.xyz. There you'll be able to find all of the platforms we are on and past episodes of More Than Jabber Jabber. We also have other content such as videos and articles to aid folks in learning. We're working constantly to add more content. Check back often to see what's new. Now back to the rest of the call. If I can jump in, it, just to respond to what you said, J.D., it, it, that's not just an American thing. I've spoken to people mm-hmm. in different countries australia new zealand philippines what have you and a lot of them come back with that same thing oh well we don't have the constant you're you know the united states constitution so we we don't have the same rights and i'm like dude that you know that's got nothing to do with you and your rights it's not just a belief held by folks in america it's you know that same idea and belief is held by relatively smart people in other countries that are just so locked into that belief that, you know, somehow or another their rights come from government. And that's just not the case. Alan, what are your thoughts on this? I'm not sure I have any. I mean, I have the struggle. How do you approach good people like Sean's saying? I mean, I've tried 10 different ways and some people are better at it than others, but you just kind of have to hope that if you just plant the seed more than once or twice, eventually, you know, seven or eight times, they might start to listen to you, I guess. I don't know. Was that you was telling me that stat, Alan, about you have to, how many times you have to tell somebody something before they actually start getting it? Yeah. Advertising statistic is anything over 30 seconds, and it takes between seven and 13 experiences with that particular item or question before somebody even starts to physically, mentally notice it. Most people, that's an advertising. Like you get bombarded with the same ads over and yeah. over and over and over and over and over. Right, safe and effective. 
for them <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. I guess, uh, keep pumping out those memes, Jay, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad people like them. Uh, doing so the shows. do we have any questions from anybody on the live call tonight? Uh, I know that Michael David had asked a, a question for clarification on the sovereignty thing. Um, I asked him if in the, the chat there, if his question got answered, I, I guess he didn't see that or he fell asleep. Michael David, you still there? Yeah, I, I hear you, JJ. Uh, I didn't see the chat, but yeah, my question was answered. Um, I think it's just uh, like like Sean was saying there, just a difference between normal sovereignty, which creator is versus man, and what man's trying to make it into. Kind of like the difference between a word and a term. You know what's so, uh, I mean, if you just think of what's the mark of the beast, the image, it's really not, to me, it's not that complicated. It says it's the number of man. Bob Seger even wrote a song about it. It says, I feel like a number. Remember that? I'm not a number. That's the point. We just, uh, it's mammon. Think about it. Let's let's say governments did not have the power to print money. Would anybody give two shits about what any government agent said? No. I'll just go ahead and answer it. I don't know. They wouldn't have. JJ, what would they have to offer you, man? They wouldn't have anything to offer you, but they still control through fear. You know, the Dude, they would have no money. They wouldn't be able to to fund their militaries. Yeah, they wouldn't have any money, JJ. There would be no. It would just. It, it, that's my point. The only thing, if they if they didn't have, what does everybody keep that we don't want to lose our stuff? Yeah, that's the first point. thing. Well, the first thing is we don't want to die. Yeah, <laughs> generally speaking. Well, we don't want to lose your loved ones. Right, you don't want to lose your stuff. Thing. But either way, it will lose your stuff, you know, and that's I think that's kind of the point of Christ is like you'll be a servant to all. Man, I'm just, I am not preaching. I promise you, I try to do some good stuff, but I am not trying to preach like I go around and helping giving alms to the poor all the time. So I'm not that I try to do decent stuff for people, man. But I'm saying Christ, like he gave everything to it. He held nothing in reserve, nothing. I was going somewhere with that, but I kind of got lost. <laughs> started thinking about, started just thinking about, you know, how far I am from being what I need to be. Kind of took over that. But the yeah. ego, well, I know what it was. So it's like the humility thing. You know, pride was what caused Satan to leave. So man starts getting swelled up. It's like when Moses struck the rock, making it like he was the one bringing the water forth. Uh-uh. It caused he couldn't get in the promised land over that one mistake. That one that one incident kept him from going to the promised land because he was a he was a teacher, man. A lot was required. He had higher uh, expectations for him. When we set men up as idols, and and remember, go back to Moses. Remember Satan and uh, Michael. I think it was wrestled or fought over the body of Moses. You know why, right? No. My guess is he's going to set it up as an idol. Try to make men worship Moses. That's just speculation on my part. Seems to make the most sense to me. But it always goes back to Nimrod, like the mighty hunter, right? He was a benefactor of men. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. And he set up the Tower of Babel. He was trying to be like God, just like Satan. He said, I'll be like the Most High. He didn't say he was going to take heaven over. He said he was going to do it too. And that's just what man is. It's like either we're going to be, either we're going to sit on the throne, like JJ was saying, try to be gods. Because it's really all tongue in cheek. Everybody knows everything's very bad. Everybody knows everything's bad. But what do they hold over you? They don't, you, they don't you want to lose your money? 
You don't want to lose your stuff. You don't want to lose. And I get that. Nobody does. That's what Alan was saying. But if we don't get rid of that idea, we are just going to, I just feel like we're going to keep going down the same path over and over and over again. And I'll shut up now. I'm rambling. So is the Mount Sinai thing just a, just a restructuring of that same stuff? No, I think it, well, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's the great reset. They're draining the swamp. They're taking the velvet gloves off. I think that they're going to be making things a lot more obviously religious and, and far more reaching ways than we are used to. I don't know how far down the trough mankind is that they even recognize it anymore. It's kind of hard to look at it from, even though we don't all agree, we're all waking up on certain levels. So it's like, you know, try to remember where you first came from like try to look at that you're not that person anymore could you imagine alan and i were talking about this the other day if somebody had come to him and i 12 years ago and <laughs> said just puked all this out where you were going to be and just puked all this stuff out i guess it was longer than 12. let's just say 2006 just for shits and giggles we would have dude you i don't know what would have happened we definitely would have thought you were out of your ever loving mind i mean it's just uh you can't Looking at it from their perspective, it's just hard stuff to hear. I think that's why the truth is the way it is, and you can't go back is what I'm trying to say. Once you kind of see something, you can't you can't go back and see it through those other eyes again. Remember in The Matrix, he's like, dude, put me back in. I don't want to remember anything, nothing, and I want to be famous because he was just tired of fighting every day and eating growl. What do they call it? That oatmeal stuff. <laughs> but you you know what I'm saying? Like he was so done with that, and it's like we don't even work that hard. At least I don't. I know I don't anymore. But just imagine though, on the opposite side of the spectrum, Sean, because of what we've learned over the difference, where we can see both sides now. If somehow we could go back, we could literally reap the system's rewards as far as to its fullest extent. That's another temptation on the other side of this. You know, not only are you having the temptation of your decision of trying to get away from it, but you're also drawn back to it because you're seeing it's all a game and you're like, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. But will your heart or will your belief allow you to play? You know, that's it's a personal question. But just like Sean said earlier, that money or stuff keeps drawing us back. But let's reference one of the biblical things of what's the rich ruler got to do to get in the kingdom when he asks Jesus, well, give it all up. Well, I don't know if I can do that, but I don't know how to help you. It's your decision. But we're all tied to that one way or another. And again, I'm not preaching either. It's harder when you understand there's a difference and you know you're not on the right side completely. It would be much easier to be ignorant in bliss and be a slave. But that's not where you're at because you're growing like everybody else, just like we are, if you listen to the lessons. Kind of on the same point, you know, about the <laughs> knowing about the system and, you know, that it's whatever. I, it, it, they saw this. Chappelle clip this week. I can't remember who shared it. It's probably Sean, where he talks about Trump giving a speech or in a debate or whatever and debating Clinton. Trump made the, the statement that uh, the system's rigged. And the commentator goes, Well, what makes you make that claim? He goes, I know the system's rigged because I use it. You know, and that, that's a full admission by, you know, a major player that. that is absolutely telling everybody the truth. He's just not being honest about it. Well, you remember what, it, remember what it was? Is she said, "Why won't you show us your how many how much taxes you pay?" And he said, "I don't want to." She goes, "You didn't pay any taxes." He said, 
I followed all the tax codes. He said, yeah, you're, you're the one that wrote the laws. He said, if you want me, if you want to see me pay taxes, change the codes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not, he goes, of course I took advantage of every single one of them. That was what makes me a smart businessman. I mean, what do you say to that? But again, it's it, there it is, though. It's another example of the truth being told, but it's just not honest. Was that you that shared that clip, Sean? The Chappelle clip? No, I shared the Chappelle clip. Sean oh, okay. shared the uh, Jordan Peterson. Okay. Anyway, uh, so seriously, does anybody have any questions that's on the live call? Michael C., you got anything? Michael David, uh, Mindy and Gary, Ricky, you got anything? D, anybody? No comment. Okay. We're thinking. We're thinking. We're thinking. We're uh thinking. -oh. Deep, deep that's thought. what that smell is. <laughs> D fell into the right. laundry. The laundry no, uh... Alan, you got any any thoughts you want to get out? Well, I, I have to say this isn't the most interesting show we've done. Uh, <laughs> even though there's been some good stuff talked about, but. Honestly, I think if people research the shit we talked about, it's probably one of the most interesting shows we've done. Yeah. I wouldn't say it flowed very well. Well, that's what I mean. Due to the great Nor'easter, because you live in freaking communist Canadia. <laughs> I am but, not uh, in Canadia. I live in my body, dude. I don't know what you're guy. talking about. Okay, well, say la vie, serenavi, and adios. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, we're gonna, I guess we're gonna call that a show then, since nobody's got any questions. Let me cue up some music here. What did you, you pick out? Culture Club. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Man. it should be called a personality. Yeah, I I, I done that recently. He doesn't like sticking uh, to one song. All right, well. <laughs> cool, too, man. Don't like it. Anyway, uh, we appreciate yeah, everybody coming out to join us. Uh, sorry the flow was kind of off tonight. Uh, it happens. Uh, it's a live call. <laughs> uh We'll see you guys next week. This is more than Jibber Jabber doing our best to change the hearts and minds of those seeking truth. Join the family that believes in freedom. The Resistance United Family. Join now at t.me forward slash Resistance United Family Worldwide. You've been listening to More Than Jibber Jabber. We work extremely hard to bring you content that spreads the message of truth. If you feel the podcast has been a blessing to you in some way and you wish to contribute towards our efforts, donations are gratefully received. You can donate via PayPal to Reverend Wolf at protonmail.com. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Sunday.